While the subject of innovation in finance remains paramount, the pressing issues often escape notice. Between mounting student loan debts, staggering credit card balances, and minuscule savings, American consumers are in peril. The good news? Fintechs can make a major difference, and to explain just how, we'll talk with David Ryling, social entrepreneur, CEO of Sunrise Banks, and the author of Fintech for Good. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. We are delighted to have you here with us. And Equally delighted to have David Ryling coming in from Minnesota. David is the CEO of Sunrise Banks and also a social entrepreneur with a long history of innovation in community development finance. As chairman and CEO of Sunrise, David's visionary leadership has positioned his social enterprise for long-term financial sustainability and positive social impact. He's also the published author of Fintech for Good, a book that I'm really enjoying so far, and we're going to talk about a bit on the podcast. David, welcome. Hey, thank you, Lou. Great to be with you today. Here is a fantastic paragraph from the opening part of the book. It's not that the business world doesn't care about helping people and creating a positive difference. Rather, corporate success has been closely tied to profits because doing good has largely been mutually exclusive from doing well. That sounds like it's really a keystone to the book. Dive a little deeper into that, if you would. Lou, I think this is probably one of my life's missions in terms of Sunrise Banks and in general being a social entrepreneur. And it's really I think disproving the model that you can only maximize shareholder value. The fact is, is you can do well by doing good. We've proven that over several decades here at Sunrise and financially outperforming our peer group for over seven out of the past 10 years, as well as measuring our social and environmental impact. And so it also, I think when we kind of deconstruct it, when we look at performance and we look at value, it's just not measured in dollars and cents. It's also measured in these things from a more holistic standpoint. Hey, are we improving our community where we you know, live, work, and play? Are we doing the right thing for our environment these days? And so the fact is, is we're measuring those alongside with the financial results. You know, we've got a bigger value proposition. And quite frankly, banking is the canvas for us to do good things. What about the consumers? What's the major impact there and the way that fintechs can do good for them? Sure. The whole business model of Sunrise is an integrated and intentional type of focus on doing well by doing good. And so it's not just a greenwashing type of uh, statement for marketing purposes. So what that means in the fintech world, when we partner with different financial technology companies across the country, is we're looking for values-aligned partners that we're leveraging their technology or their distribution system or combination of all those above in which to provide those consumers some positive outcome, whether that's building their credit history, helping them save, getting access to credit where they couldn't before. So there's some actual benefit in addition to financial that's a part of that process. In the book, you talk about that access to credit. So many people are deeply in debt. From your perch, I'm wondering how banks can find new and innovative ways to reach out to these potential customers and also the ones that are imperiled. 
Yeah, definitely. So banks can do a ton. When you have a banking license, you really have a great gift and asset in which to leverage. You may not be able to do it yourself. And quite frankly, I think it's one of the biggest learnings that Sunrise had in its evolution. It doesn't have to be about us and it doesn't have to be about our ego as a bank. Most of the products in the book itself we're in the background. We're helping facilitate or provide compliance or using our banking license to do it. But these particular fintechs are meeting customers where they are. And that's really what Sunrise is about. Can we design, and this is happening every day, and I would say it's happening at revolutionary speed, not evolutionary speed, that fintechs are developing all sorts of niche products that are helping consumers where they're at. It's a better design customer experience. It's a better design product. It's responsibly structured. And as a result of that, you can scale good, if you will. You can scale that impact of providing people access to credit. Like as an example in the book, Nova Credit is trying to work with immigrants and think about importing their credit history from their original host country to the United States. And so somebody who has a great credit history in another country, if they can import that here and then leverage that to get credit, that's not only a great asset for that particular person in their family, it's a huge economic driver for the United States when you think about all the immigrants and the power that they can deliver to the U.S. economy and create jobs and savings and so forth. And so there are all sorts of ways in which to have really great consumer impact. And I'm curious how Sunrise directly has been able to reinforce these positive outcomes, make them happen. We have products that we distribute, obviously, out of our branch system here in the Twin Cities, things from our credit builder program. So think of just a cash secured loan in which somebody is going to take out a loan. They're going to make payments. They're going to build their savings. At the end of that loan, they're hopefully positively influenced their credit score by making payments on time, as well as they'll have the savings. They'll have the nest egg of that cash at the end of the loan in which to hopefully apply towards, let's say, a down payment on a mortgage. And so our credit builder product works kind of hand in hand with our mortgage department and first time home buyers. Even if you're just a typical depositor at Sunrise, you have the opportunity to participate in our impact deposit fund. So part of the things that we ask people when they think about Sunrise or they're comparing us to other banks is, you know, do you know where your money sleeps? Do you know where your money is going? Let us show you where we loan our dollars and we can show them examples of small business loans that are creating jobs, affordable housing that's right in their backyard usually, or the relationships and and credit facilities we have with nonprofit organizations, which are really that social safety net in our community. They're seeing their deposits and their dollars right back in their own community. And as a result, they're not giving up any financial return in terms of interest rate or terms and conditions. But the fact is they get this added benefit of knowing that their money is sleeping in their backyard and improving their community in which they live. Fantastic. That really harkens back to your point about redefining value in a deeper way. That redefinition of value, we're taking on a new initiative right now, which is a little bit of a stretch for us. We don't quite know how it's going to come out, but we're going to measure the carbon footprint of our loan portfolio. We're not quite sure how that's going to come out, But we're going to measure what that carbon footprint is against the Paris Climate Accord, and we're going to see where we end up and see how we can impact that. It's just one more way we can internalize from an environmental standpoint what we can do in terms of value to the environment. I would say, boy, the different programs that we have far and wide for 
our consumers as well as our businesses. We partner with a whole host of both local as well as national nonprofits as well as governmental agencies in which to provide, you know, share risk in which to get bigger and better community development projects done. So again, I'm going back to that notion of value and about that shared value with potential partners in which we can do even bigger and better things that not only help the bank financially in terms of having good loans on the books and having depositors, but also having that social and environmental impact that we love to tell stories about and show people, hey, here's the before, here's the after. Doesn't this look fantastic? This is what your money is doing. I'm wondering how you recommend that financial services organizations enhance their outreach to consumers, especially millennials and Generation Z customers, as you try to teach them what good financial habits are all about. Yeah, so financial literacy is a big deal, and we try many things. I wish I knew the secret sauce to really have massive scale from a financial literacy standpoint. I do have some ideas, but the fact is they're going to take some time to implement into the school systems and the general, I think, fabric of the United States. But to give you some ideas of what we do, again, I'm going back to the partnership model because we're finding partners that are experts in financial literacy, and along with the bank, we can help them and they can help us reach more people. So as an example, we partner with Lutheran Social Services here in the Twin Cities, and they have a program called Financial Choice. And we offer that to all our customers of the bank and they can get free budgeting and counseling to help them get through. We partner with Bonsai, which is free online financial literacy courses, if you will. So we sponsor 22 schools with that curriculum. Well, I think we've reached more than 1,200 students to date. The third one that we are engaged in is what's known as the Twin Cities Road Crew. And so Sunrise partners with the Twin Cities Road Crew to offer education on savings and spending in the schools. And I think last year we did five schools and a little over 1,700 students were in attendance to that. So we're trying to get in not only when you think of Gen Z, I don't even know what the generation that's emerging now, but we're trying to get early on not only just impacting the students themselves, but also the teachers. If we can teach those teachers, if you will, it'll start to perpetuate itself. And that's really kind of the core of what we want to do. We'd really love to see a bit of financial literacy get into the school system, both public and private, here in the Twin Cities. And so there is a lot of great content out there, but it's how can we partner with folks to get the biggest impact on people possible? It's a big time challenge to negotiate these transitions. We're just lucky to have someone who is a transitional force. And David, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're so welcome, Lou. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate being asked. David Reiling is the CEO of Sunrise Banks. He is based in the Twin Cities. You can look for David on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, bankers take note. You can do well by doing good by taking a more comprehensive look at maximizing shareholder value. That is, you can measure beyond dollars and cents to look at community impact and the ways banks can create positive consumer outcomes from access to credit, to boosting credit scores, to reinforcing productive, positive financial habits. Number two, at revolutionary speed, fintechs are developing responsible products that help with challenges such as importing the positive credit histories of immigrants or building nest eggs for a down payment on a mortgage. 
Impact deposit funds also help consumers to know where their money sleeps. For example, how it creates jobs and builds the community they live in. And number three, financial services organizations can greatly build the learning curve vis-a-vis -vis financial literacy. Partners with expertise in financial literacy can help banks help consumers in areas such as offering financial classes and empowering consumers and teachers early on in school systems, public and private. Millennials and Generation Z can especially benefit from early on efforts. And now BAI Banking Strategies presents My 21-Year-Old Self, where our podcast guest talks about what they were like at 21, life as an emerging leader, and the advice they give themselves today. Surrounded by a trio of young adults who are 22, 20, and 17, David Riling is in the thick of counseling children who remind him of what it's like to be 21. His top lessons, health is wealth, start saving now, and set big goals achieved in small steps. Listen. I love this question, and I have to tell you that I have a 22-year-old who just graduated from college. I have a 20-year-old in college and a 17-year-old in high school. And so I'm in the thick of this question, trying to provide advice in counseling and coaching. The first thing I would have to say to a 21-year-old would be health is wealth. And so what I'm really talking about here are just healthy habits, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, your health is what drives your performance. From a financial side, start saving now. I know I sound like a dad in that. The fact is, is that habit of saving from the very beginning, I think is a very big deal. It's a very good, healthy habit to establish. My last one, can you set some goals for yourself? These don't have to be earth shattering. If you can imagine yourself 25 years from now, which is so far out, you can almost dream anything, right? what do I want to ideally be or financially or health-wise and relationship-wise? If you set out that ideal, every 90 days is only 1% of that 25 years. So you don't have to accomplish everything you know, right away. You just have to chip away at it and make a little progress. Again, I'm trying these on my kids right now. They seem to be grasping a few of them. So wish me good luck in that. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.